Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Simon Sinek, that bloke whose TED Talk, How Great Leaders Inspire Action, is listed as the third most popular of all time, once said, what good is an idea if it remains an idea? Try, experiment, iterate, fail, try again, and change the world. Well, now that might sound a bit all too Oprah or Tony Robbins-ish. I think he's onto something. My name's Claire Tonti, by the way. I'm from Australia's largest independent podcast network, Planet Broadcasting. And this podcast is for people like me who want to start a thing and keep on making a thing. Together with my wonderful superhero lawyer friend, Chanel Luchev slash Peters, we are going to track our progress in creating something new. She's working on changing career to be a yoga teacher. And well, I'm going to track my journey in building this whole podcast network thing. So here it is, the second episode of Just Make the Thing. And well, I'm still bloody doing it. Who would have thought? What happened? <laughs> because before, okay, just to explain to the listeners, we just did some yoga. Chanel just yes. took me through yoga and her house is so beautiful. There's like candles everywhere and it's so clean because she took the day off because her work sucked. <laughs> and then we just did this lovely yoga session and I'm feeling very flexible. Oh. And also she cooked me dinner. <laughs> it was so delicious. It was enchiladas and it was the best. So all those things are super creative. And your week totally sucked because, can you explain from the beginning? Because uh, it totally sucked because... Um, and it's here that Chanel starts to tell me all about her terrible week at the Department of Justice, where she nearly blew a gasket being part of the creation of law. An actual law. Now, there's an important thing, if ever there was one. This week for her was the big kahuna of projects where she had to take the policy they created physically across to Houses of Parliament. One of my colleagues and I spent the better part of four hours photocopying all these stupid documents and then we got them there, we delivered them and then the next day I received a phone call and I was told that there was an error and then I had to photocopy no! them again. And it was horrible. <laughs> and I couldn't even have a breakdown because it just wasn't time. <laughs> How much time did you have to redo? Well, how many documents? Like, 150? Uh, like 160, something like that. Um, I had about an hour and a half. And also to walk them up to Parliament as well. My God, that is insane. So I was like, I, I got like the sweats. like <laughs> <laughs> The photocopying sweats. <laughs> it was very unattractive. How did you do it? But with, a, with multiple photocopiers. Multiple photocopiers, running around like a mad woman. And this is why when I walked into her house, it was spotless and there were candles everywhere. She needed some Zen time. I had to give an impromptu presentation to the opposition. Um, unbeknownst to me until <laughs> a couple of hours before we went. So I picked the best day to wear my most casual work attire. 
And which was P.S. <laughs> a leather pinfall over a shirt, which is probably me on my very best day. And she was like, yeah, I look like such a bogan. I was so unput together. But I do know what you mean because when you're going in to a meeting yeah. and you're presenting and you feel like people are staring at you, you want to feel like they're staring at the best version of you. Absolutely. With all your armor on. Well, yeah, it's like being a superhero. Like, I guess mm. you've got your suit and you've got your, yeah, you like your armor. Exactly. Your lycra. Your, your stretchy pants <laughs> and your undies on the outside. And the cape. <laughs> and the cape and the mask. You need it all. You need to, uh, I guess, conduct with yourself with an air of professionalism. And for a lot of people, that veneer of professionalism comes with, like, the physical presentation, like the, the image that you present to the world. I totally get it. Yeah. I used to be very non I used to be very judgy of people who were like oh god why do you even bother making that much effort now I get it it's like a mental psyche thing so Chanel and I after this little bit started going on and on about clothes how we wear them how our clothes have changed and how they help us now that we're over 30 I didn't think clothes would be everyone's kettle of fish or cup of tea so I've added a bonus track After this episode, if you're into clothes and want to know how we think we've figured it all out a little bit, then check it out. Otherwise, let's keep going. Oh, and this is my favorite bit of the episode. Chanel talks to us about her crazy curly hair. And there's a revelation about James's grandma. Every time I cut my hair or a hair falls out, like 12 grow back in its place and I just can't manage the thickness. I just can't. <laughs> so much thickness. I was really considering shaving it the other day. What are you doing about? Oh, I've got so much hair. hair. It's really it's really painful. But um, <laughs> um, I'm not the person that wakes up in the morning with perfect hair mm. and I considered buying a bunch of wigs. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I did. Like Olivia Pope in Scandal, all she wears is wigs. Oh and could goodness. you imagine, just picture this for a moment, <laughs> waking up in the morning and then putting on your hat of hair <laughs> and your hair is done. It's done for the day. I'm laughing so hard and for so many reasons and one of the reasons is that James's grandma, for some unknown reason, to her daughter's wedding, wore a wig. And she'd never worn a wig in her whole life and never did again. She wore a wig to James's mum's wedding. And I could not stop laughing for so long. She was the funniest woman. She was so much like James and cynical and funny. And I just don't know why she decided to wear a wig. Why would you get up and decide that as a choice? But now I think I know because why not? Yeah. You don't have to spend hours you've trying got, to do yeah, it. You've got your hair hat and you're good to go. <laughs> that is one way of looking professional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just shove your hat, hair hat helmet on yes. and you'll be fine. I've been teaching classes on Thursday nights and um, I've got like a very small but consistent group of um, people that come and it's really great because I'm seeing their progression every week like it's really it's kind of fills my heart a little bit it's really lovely and when I talk to friends about it they're like oh I'd love to come but oh I'm not flexible or like oh no I can't do yoga and I'm like but yes you can like you really can well I just did it yeah if you I just did it, it bloody <laughs> anyone can so I think there's this yeah. assumption that you have to be super flexible like even my husband, bless him, he's like, I'm not going to go to a class until I'm good. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it's very confusing for me. So, um, yeah, there's this real expectation. Like, 
I think people feel going to a studio can be quite an intimidating place because there are some quite advanced students, but you have to realise like they've been practising for years. Yeah, and you don't get there unless you turn up. Of course. And isn't that actually, that really goes into the heart of some of the creative process, Mm. I think, because you can't just automatically be good at something. And Ira Glass said this in an interview that you're not, people sometimes expect that they're just going to be good once they start, Mm. but they're actually going to be terrible when they start. Yeah. And it's, you're at the beginning of a journey, but you have to keep doing it to get yeah. good at it. Yeah. And it can take years to get really good at it. And it sounds simple, but often people stop because they, they, they get they're not a couple immediately. Weeks in. Yeah, yeah. They get a couple of weeks in and they're not very good yet. And so they think that means that they, they don't have the talent for it or mm. they won't be good. And yeah, there's also giftedness and natural ability at things. And mm. if you enjoy something, you're more likely to stick with mm. it. And if you initially have some success with it, you are as well. But there's a lot to be said. And I actually think that's the distinction. And I think I said this to you before last week. Um, there's a distinction between people who succeed and people that don't. And often it's not always based on the most talented person. It's the person that's got, like what I said, what you have, stick sticking with it. Yeah. I don't know, that doesn't make sense. Consistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a real history in my family, actually, because they're all creative weirdos in my like, heritage. <laughs> that's a whole other story for another day. But what a lot of them have an issue with is consistency. And you can see it. I've got this uncle who is so talented. He's an amazing artist. And he studied law and he studied... He, he finished his law degree and then decided he didn't want to, then went into teaching and then decided he didn't want to be a teacher. And he did all these different things. And all the while he was doing all this cartoon drawing and he's writing books and things, but he just never finished anything. And now mm. he's living in a caravan in Cairns. Oh. Just like, I know, right? <laughs> just in the middle. He's in his 60s now and mm. he just... Just my dad always said he was probably the smartest of all of the, there were ten yeah. kids in the family, and he's such a lovely guy. But he's just never quite finished anything. Yeah, and I think that that I have a bit of that in my like makeup, and so I get really I get it, I really have to drag myself kicking and screaming to yep. finish things. Yeah, which is like what I said to you the other day about how I rope a whole lot of people in with me, so then I bloody. <laughs> have to do it <laughs> that's all right though I mean I think I, and that's something that you've recognized in yourself and it's something that you can work on yeah. yeah but it is it's about understanding that you actually do have to work at it and work at it for a long time to be yeah. good at something and then the self-esteem that comes from working for a long time is so on something that kind of long-lasting joy who said that maybe Eckhart Tolle and it was probably Ira Glass said something similar that yeah it's the long lasting joy in life oh it was a guy I saw in a Facebook video about iPhone use and millennials oh I watched that interview too yeah who was that I can't I remember. don't know his name but okay I'll research it and then I'll add it in to mm-hmm. the pod but um he yeah he said that that often what's the problem for young people now is they see all these reality tv shows and they think that they'll be the success comes overnight and Mm. if they haven't hit that instagram perfect success reality tv style thing then um they're not achieving and then they don't get that long lasting satisfaction yeah yep yeah no i totally totally understand what you mean yeah and i think it's so easy to allow yourself to be put off by 
a setback Mm. um, because there's this expectation that we're meant to do everything perfectly. And you and I were discussing off pod just before (laughs) how hard it is to actually do everything and do everything well. So you just feel really overwhelmed and you feel like some kind of failure, which is just couldn't be further from the truth. But there is this expectation to kind of master something or be perfect or be the best at something. And it doesn't need to be like that. Like it just doesn't. Everything you want, you can have instantaneously. Everything you want, instant gratification, except job satisfaction and strength of relationships. There ain't no app for that. They are slow, meandering, uncomfortable, messy processes. And so I keep meeting these wonderful, fantastic, idealistic, hardworking, smart kids. They've just graduated school. They're in their entry-level job. I sit down with them and I go, how's it going? They go, I think I'm going to quit. I'm like, why? They're like, I'm not making an impact. I'm like, you've been here eight months. (laughs) You know? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's as if they're standing at the foot of a mountain and they have this abstract concept called impact that they want to have in the world, which is the summit. What they don't see is the mountain. I don't care if you go up the mountain quickly or slowly, but there's still a mountain. And so what this young generation needs to learn is patience. That some things that really, really matter, like love or job fulfillment, joy, love of life, self-confidence, a skill set, any of these things, all of these things take time. Sometimes you can expedite pieces of it, but the overall journey is arduous and long and difficult. And if you don't ask for help and learn that skill set, you will fall off the mountain. I wholeheartedly believe this, and I think it's one of the many reasons I often stop a thing, because it hasn't come out the way I wanted it to, or because I can see that it's terrible, and then the fear sets in that it will never be any good, that I'll never be any good. And I think there's also a bit of bloody laziness chucked in there too. Because to make a great thing, something that you're proud of, takes a hell of a lot of work and a lot of courage. My mate Al, who writes for Two in the Think Tank, said to me the other day on the phone, well, he's trying to write a TV show. And he said to me that even the best writers write terrible, terrible stuff, things that they would hate anyone else to read and just literally reams of it. But then they go back and they mine it for the gold bits, the bits that they don't hate. Then they piece together those bits and keep going until they have something that they're proud of, something that they don't mind someone else reading. (sighs) It's so much work, isn't it? But then I think we have to remember to try and just make a thing and not get too worried about whether it's perfect. Just not get fearful about it. Just keep on going and at least put it out there so other people can have a look at it and not take that criticism to heart. 
and definitely not let it stop you. So what if it's terrible? So what if you aren't very good at it? Did you enjoy the process of it? Was it interesting to see what could come out of your brain? Well, maybe we just need to start there. It's not about making something wonderful and great and life-changing necessarily. Maybe it's literally just about making a thing because we're humans and that's what we need to do. Okay, so I think my next task is just to bloody get over myself. <sighs> humans are freaking complicated. It's, it's a constant struggle though, I think. I don't know whether you find that with your business, but even with me, like my studies and stuff at the moment and um, like I had to give it, I had to do it, I had an assessment a couple of weeks ago and um, the teacher was sitting at the back of the room while I was instructing and writing notes after I said everything and it was just making me really nervous and it threw me right off and um, we had a conversation about it after because she gives you advice on how to improve your practice um, and it was all, you know, really, like it wasn't, it was all constructive criticism, it was all really good information but it's sometimes some part of me is always like, oh, but why don't you just like what I do and I don't want to have to work any harder at you know the thing of <laughs> telling people left and right and, yeah yeah and now I'm not perfect in shit now what do I do <laughs> so do I give up do I keep going you know and you have to process it and then find a way to kind of move forward yeah yeah and that's I think so admirable and that's what I've I really respect in what you're doing because you just took a class with me then and it was so great oh and and it's And the more that you do it and the more classes that you give, the more confidence you'll get in yourself that you can do it. But, yeah, it's so intimidating having someone critique you. Yeah, someone who's an expert and you just think, oh, well, if they don't think I'm good, then what? Like, I must must be terrible. And they might not even said that. She didn't even say that. She just no. said, your voice is a little soft. You need to speak up a bit. And I was like, oh, that's in the <laughs> Isn't that the thing yeah. that we were saying with feedback last week? That if you get a bit of feedback, it can just crush your soul. Yeah. Even though the rest of it is followed by how great you were. Oh, All you yeah. hear is how bad She said, yeah, she was like, yeah, you remembered the whole sequence without having to actually physically do it. That was pretty great. And you kept the pace really well. And you remembered the Sanskrit and the inhaling and the exhaling. But you're a little bit soft. And I was like, all I heard was, you're just terrible. And Give what are now. you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so crazy. I actually have found this this week, we've actually taken on an intern. Oh. Which uh, only kind of part-time. Yeah, um, right. He's a producer who work, has done a bit of work for um, the radio station Fox FM. And we got recommended him by... Um, one of the producers there, Sam Kavanagh. And mm. so he's so lovely and he's so enthusiastic. Mm. And he, I've just sent him some things to have a go at. Yep. And he came back to me and the first version of it was, was okay, but there were lots of problems with it. Yep. And so I was writing this email and I'm trying to write it in a way because I know that he would be reading it and just getting his soul crushed. Yeah. <laughs> and I was trying to read it, write it in a way where I sort of was saying all the constructive things mm. and then also saying you need to fix this and that. And to his credit, within like a Day, he'd sent me back a version again and he'd fixed up and listened to all my um, my critique and then changed it around me so passionate yeah and it just really made me um excited for him and mm. for his future because even though the first version wasn't that crash hot the fact that he's willing to learn and listen and yeah 
and take it on board and then come back to me with more stuff is just so exciting. So I don't know where that's going to go. His name's Michael. He's oh, so lovely. That's so, really great. I know, I've never met him in person. So many people I work with, I've never met in person. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like the other thing I'm doing is um, we're redoing the website. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I was talking to him about this last week. And so I'm getting quotes now for people and um, I've just been having little phone meetings with all these different people and getting recommendations. So that's going to be happening and I'm hoping to try and get it done before I leave. Well, not before I leave, but before I speak in Copenhagen on the 15th of June. Oh, that's so exciting. I know I'm leaving on the 7th, which is next Wednesday. Oh my God. So this is our last pod before I go and I'm going to try and do some recording over there. But I'm so nervous. And I haven't finished my speech because in typical me style, I keep rewriting it and then thinking it's not good enough and then just giving up. That does not surprise me at <laughs> all. I know. I know. Oh my God. So I've got about five different versions half written that I'm just not happy with, but I have to send the PowerPoint on Wednesday before I leave. Right. They need to have it to upload. It's so mm-hmm. high tech. And I wasn't, I love public speaking, but I got the email, Chanel. Oh, it was so scary. It was just so high tech. And you have to have the PowerPoint. In, I was really like impressed by like the parameters, but even the speakers list, I'm, at, I'm literally the second last person on for the day. So I'm in like the worst spot. It's right <laughs> at the end. It's 15 minutes before they have the last little session and then they end for the day and it mm-hmm. goes from like nine till five. Oh, so wow. Everyone, it's a long day, yeah. It's a long day. So I have this sneaky suspicion that there won't be anyone in the audience because <laughs> I'll all have gone, fuck it, it's Copenhagen. Yeah. I've had enough talking and like leave or they'll all be half asleep. Anyway, so, but I am, I'm on second last for the day. Also, my title's too long. What's your title? Oh, it's so long. (laughs) Building Digital Communities, the power of YouTube to grow and monetize your podcast audience. Yeah, right. Yeah, it sounds That's so exciting. I know that you're worried that there's going to be like no one there, but I don't think that's going to be the case, (laughs) firstly. And also, secondly, you're going to the land of Princess Mary. <laughs> if nothing else, that'll get me through. And I'm taking my super mom exciting with me, <laughs> who I've said is my assistant. Yeah. Oh goodness gracious. Anyway, so I don't know how it's gonna go, but fingers crossed it'll be okay. That's what's happened in our world at the moment. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's crazy that's happened. Um oh just I had a meeting today with this radio producer and also a public relations person because we're putting together a PR campaign oh, wow. for that big big Australian comedian that's come on board to our oh. network. So I can't announce it yet because we're going to announce it in a big video. Oh, cool. Yeah, so they're talking about that on Wednesday, but I had a meeting to kind of put together an approach. So they're really pushing for podcasting now in Australia. There's a there's a push that's coming, I reckon. Oh, and that's exciting. Time. Yeah, I think... I think so. Well, because the guy who wrote or who does the My Dad Wrote a Porno podcast, yeah. have you heard about that? He, I have. Yeah, well, he was on the project. Yeah. And also Zach Braff, Gimlet Media. I think I talked about this last time. His TV show is coming out this year. All oh, about awesome. Po- podcast startup company. So I think podcasting is going to come onto the map in Australia. And Chanel, we're going to try and be bloody prepared. Woohoo! Woohoo! And we got, I made the logo for us. Yay! 
And I've literally almost finished editing. I've got, <laughs> I've literally done the whole thing. I just have to put a tagline on and then I can publish it. That's so exciting. And upload it. And I brought my laptop so I could show you. Oh, that's right. I'm so, so excited. Like, Come on, Clay, you could do it. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. So it is. But I think we're almost at our, we are. We're at 33 minutes. Oh, wonderful. We've hit come to the end of the road. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Any recommendations for the week? Any advice? Recommendations. If I could stay as far away from a photocopier for the next <laughs> week, I'd be really happy. I, and I'm recommending you the movie Office Space. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I'll get fired. Yeah, yeah. Take it out into the middle of the field and bash it with a baseball bat. And that's how they do it. Love it. Love it. Okay, well, you have been listening to Just Make the Thing with Claire Twenty and Chanel Peter slash Luches. Undecided question mark. I will come back to you with an answer when I can. At some point. <laughs> yeah. So just keep making a thing if you're out there trying to make things. Just make them. Just make them. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Turning off. And that bloke that was talking on YouTube? Well, that was Simon Sinek. You can find him on YouTube at Simon Sinek on Millennials, or I'll put it on our Facebook page. Cheers, guys. You've been listening to a podcast by Claire Tonti and Chanel Luchev. And I'm up in a plane in Copenhagen making a thing, so you better get to it. Thanks for listening. Oh, and you can find us on any of the regular podcast apps, plus on iTunes at Just Make The Thing, or on Twitter at Make The Thing, or Facebook at Just Make The Thing. And you can find me as well at Mrs. Sunday Movies. Anyway, see you next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.